Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Last Sunday we talked about making rest a priority in the new year. And this year we're going to start a new series. It's called Selfless. And I really believe one of the things the Lord has for us is more of him and less of us, right? I'm going to show you just a little video here that kind of talks about what we're going to talk about these next few weeks. If things go according to plan, you know, God has a way of changing plans sometimes. But in February, we're going to dive into the book of Colossians and just kind of go through that like we did Ephesians last year. But over these next few weeks, we're going to talk about how to have more Jesus and less us. And I don't know about you, but that's, that's my goal for this year. I really want more of him and, and less of me. Um, and so if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to John chapter 3. A little background here. If you remember, Jesus had a cousin who came into the world a little bit before Jesus. His name was John. And what did John do? He was a baptizer, right? They called him John the Baptist because he baptized people. He was a forerunner. He was sharing Jesus with people saying, hey, this guy's coming and he's going to be greater than I am. And John became very popular. Uh, he was baptizing people. He was kind of a local celebrity because you know, he wore camel's hair and a leather belt and ate locusts and all those things. And, and people were coming to John to be baptized, so his popularity was rising. Well, then Jesus comes on the scene. If you remember, John baptizes Jesus. But Jesus is gaining more followers than John. And if you look in John chapter 3, John chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 26. It says, John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everybody's going to him instead of coming to us. It's kind of the plan, right? Uh, But they were a little upset about that. John said, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I'm only here to prepare the way for him. And the bridegroom who marries the bride and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. Now listen to this. He must become greater and greater, and I must become what? Less and less. He said he has to become greater, and I have to become less. So what was John doing here? He was saying, I have to give up popularity. I have to give up fame. I have to give up my own ideas and follow his plan. And his plan is for him to become more and for me to become less. And so some of us are control people. How many of you like to be in control of your own destiny? (laughs) How many of you like to be prepared? I am insanely prepared. I call it proper planning. Other people call it obsessiveness a little bit, I think. But have you ever bought a new vehicle or a different vehicle and you have to change all your stuff from one vehicle to another and you're just shocked how much stuff you actually carry in your vehicle? 
Like uh, I changed pickups last year and I had all these little storage bins. I have jumper cables, tow straps, first aid kits, flashlights, ponchos, blankets. I was like, how did I fit all this stuff in that truck? And so I'm, you know, shoving things in bins and, you know, it's kind of funny. And he's like, do you have this? Yep, right here. You know, it's, it's amazing. Um, and so, I, you know, I like, to, I like to be in control. And this is one of the things God is always working on with me because I, if I want more Jesus, I have to be willing to give up what? Control. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We have to be willing to give up some control in our lives. And, you know, those of you who are control people, you, you cringe when people wing it. You ever have that? Do you have a plan? No, I'm just going to kind of wing it. And you just kind of go, ugh. Like, that doesn't, you can't do that. You cannot, it doesn't work that way. Or you guys have dishwasher fights in your house? Amy's not here, so I can say this. I load the dishwasher. She'll come behind me and unload it and reload it because she's like, I could get more dishes in. I'm like, you spent 10 minutes to get one more dish. We could have just washed the one dish and been done five minutes ago. But, you know, she, so we, we are both control people, so we have to learn to give and take on that, right? Um, and so... We have to, and here's one of the things we do. We're really good at submitting some parts of our lives to Jesus, but we hold on to others, don't we? You, you can have this and this, but I'll, I'll keep the finances because, you know, I have a plan for that. And, and you can have this, but I'll keep this. And, and Jesus wants what? He wants all of it. He wants more of him and less of us. So how do we, how do we let go of some of these things? That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, how, do we, how do we have a response like John? We say, he has to become greater and greater, and I have to become less and less. Well, one of the things we have to do is we understand that we don't always have control. We can't control every situation. I know that's hard for some of us, but we can't control every situation. We can't always control what happens in life, right? We live in a fallen, broken world. And so we have to understand that we can't always control situations. We have to, we see this in John's life, right? He was doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing, baptizing people, being the foreigner for Jesus, and Jesus became greater, and his popularity started to go down. We see, and we celebrated Christmas a couple weeks ago, Mary, the mother of Jesus. What did she do? She was going along, she had great plans, right? She was betrothed to this nice young carpenter. You know, they had a great thing. They probably had a house picked out, you know, added on to their parents' house. They had all these plans. We'll have this many kids. And this angel shows up and says, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she says, that doesn't work. But he says, it will. And what did she say? What was her response? Let it be just like you've said. She was willing to give up her plans. And she knew she was going to have backlash. She knew people were going to say, did you hear about Mary? Her and Joseph must have, <clears throat> we thought they were such a good young couple, right? She had to go through those things. She was willing to give it up. The life of Joseph in the Old Testament. If you remember, Joseph was a young man. He had 11 brothers, and the Lord gave him a dream that he was going to be greater than his brothers. And so he goes, like, hey, guess what I dreamed? And his brothers said, nope. And what did they do? They sold him as a slave. They planned on killing him, and, you know, they didn't take it that far. But Joseph, or Joseph, just for following the dream God gave him, spent years as a slave. He spent years in prison before his dream came true, but he was willing to give up what? Control. So, guys, we can't always control situations. Things are going to happen, and sometimes those things are in God's plan, but they're not easy. 
So we have to understand that sometimes there will be difficulties following God's plan, but we have to be okay with that. So we can't control everything that happens, but what can we control? How we react, how we respond. We can control that. I found a quote I love, like Craig Rochelle says, you don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. We don't always have the power to control what happens, but we can control how we react. We respond. And there's a difference between reacting and responding, too, isn't there? Have you ever had to call 911? We say, what's your emergency? What do they do? They respond. Do they always react? Ah! You don't want to hear that. You want to hear, it's okay, I'll send an officer, we'll get a fire truck coming. You know, you want to hear, oh my goodness, you know, that, that would be reacting in a bad way. We can react and we can respond. And so we can control that. And guys, some of our biggest regrets in life come when we don't surrender. When we have that situation come up, we have the opportunity, but we respond badly. That's when we have regrets. We know we're supposed to do one thing. Have you ever had God tell you to do something? You just felt that nudging, that leading, and you didn't do it? What usually happens? Regret. Oh, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have taken that opportunity. I wish I would have prayed with that person. I wish I would have taken that job. I wish I would have done that. Sometimes we know we're not supposed to be in a relationship, but we move forward anyway. What happens? Regret. We know we're not supposed to buy this thing, but we do it anyway. Regret. So John the Baptist probably had some dreams. He knew what he was doing, but, you know, he was getting popular. He, he might have been enjoying that. He might have thought maybe Jesus was going to bring him in as kind of a second guy. But, you know, after this, really, we don't hear much more about John until his head becomes detached from his body. Um, so for doing what God told him to do, he didn't know the end of the story. So we have to choose how we respond, and we respond by surrender. We start by saying, okay, Lord. I'll do that. Your way's better. And we have to choose to either follow our own dreams or follow God's design for our lives. This is really what it comes down to. We have an opportunity. We have to say, okay, Lord, if I really want more of you and less of me, I have to choose to what? Surrender to your plans. I have to be willing to allow you to do what you want to do. So John had this instance, didn't he? His disciples came and said, hey, Jesus is getting more followers than you. What do you want to do? He could have said, well, let's advertise more. Let's have bigger services. Let's find a cleaner spot to baptize. Let's, let's make it. But no, he said what? This is how it's supposed to be. He becomes greater. I become less. And we have that opportunity. He didn't always understand everything. And, you know, some of us, especially those of us who like to be prepared, we have plans. And then the Lord comes along and says, this is what I want you to do not that. Is that easy all the time? No, not at all. Because I remember when I was a teenager, I didn't know Jesus until I was about 16. I had plans. I, I had scholarships lined up to go to college. I was going to get a business degree. I was in a relationship with a nice girl. You know, everything, I had stuff lined out for like 10 years down the road, man. I mean, I was, and then Jesus comes along and messed everything up, or so I thought. And I, I seriously, I kid you not, I fought God for a solid year. I felt the Lord tell me one day that I was supposed to be a minister. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, that is not the plan. That is not, I don't like talking in front of people. 
I don't, I don't do that. That's, you pick somebody else. And we seriously, and then, so I'm praying at the altar one night in a youth service, and my youth pastor's wife comes and says, hey, God told me to tell you you're supposed to be a preacher. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, no, don't, quit telling me that. And then at youth camp, I went to youth camp, and I, was, I can show you the exact spot on the platform. I was up there praying, and God gave me just a clear vision. And people kept coming up to me and saying, hey, I think you're called in ministry. I was like, I know, please stop telling me that. And I finally gave in. And guys, I'll be honest, I can't imagine a different life now. I really can't. I love what I'm doing. I love that God called me to this. But if I hadn't chosen to finally surrender and gotten it through my thick Missouri skull that I was supposed to do that, I would have probably been miserable. And I've met people, guys. I've met people that God said, I want you to do this thing in life, and they didn't do it. And you know what they always have? Regrets. And they'll tell you, I should have done this. This is what I was supposed to do. I knew I was supposed to do it, and I didn't do it. And now I have regrets. So I have to choose that. So it comes down to control. And here's the thing, guys. Surrender is a daily choice. It's not a one and done. It's not, okay, I surrender. No, it's every day I have to wake up and surrender. How did Jesus say it? If you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross and follow me. That's an everyday thing. It's not a one time. And surrender is, is total or it's not at all, Right? I can surrender, but I can't surrender part. I have to surrender all. And so if we want more of Jesus and less of us, we have to be willing to follow his designs. And then we have to understand that desire for control is a lot of times it's a faith issue. Desire for control is really a faith thing because my desire, your desire, our desire to be in control is often due to a lack of what? Faith. Maybe a lack of trust. Because I think I can do a better job of running my life than Jesus can. And that's why I don't want to let go. Or I'm afraid, you ever hear that old song, Please Don't Send Me to Africa? You ever hear that? It's an old gospel song. This guy's saying, please don't send me over there. If I surrender, please don't send me over there. And sometimes we think if we give in, God's going to make us do something that wouldn't be the best. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 24. It says this, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own what? Way. Let's say that together. You must give up your own way. What does that mean? Give up your own plans and take up your cross and follow me. And then he says this, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? So here's the thing, guys. If we do surrender, it's got to be better. That's the great thing about Jesus. If I give up my own ways and follow his, I know they're going to be better because he's way smarter than I am. I would dare say he's smarter than you, smarter than us collectively, right? He knows the way he designed us. And that's the thing I love about Jesus, guys. He gave us the desires that we have. He gave us the passions and the personality And if we follow his plan, it's going to be better. Because most of the things I want are destructive in the long run. So we have to choose to follow. And our desire to control, it's it's often a lack of trust. Sometimes we wonder if God loves us enough to take care of us. And here's what 1 Peter says. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. He loves you. So trust that if we follow him, it's going to be better. If we follow him, life will be better. 
We have to get to a place that we trust him with all those things. And Jesus was willing to take whatever came because he knew the Father had the best interest in mind. John was willing to say, he's got to become greater. I have to become less because he trusted his plan. Mary, the mother of Jesus, said, let it be to me as you have said, because she what? Was she some supernatural person? No, she was a teenage girl that loved the Lord and said, let it be. I'll do this. Joseph in the Old Testament said, yeah, I got this dream, but I'm going to be faithful where I am. Now, seriously, guys, this, this surrender idea, this is an everyday surrender, everyday giving up. And so, lastly, we have to understand that selflessness is a bold choice. When I'm selfless, it means I'm giving up my own ideas. And that's kind of a bold thing to do, isn't it? It's kind of a tough thing to do. We have ideas, we have plans, we have dreams. And we have to be willing to lay aside our fears. And I know some of you have been working on your, your New Year's ideas, your New Year's plans, your New Year's resolutions, your New Year's goals. And one of the things I would say is let's, let's make a resolution, a plan, a goal to be more selfless in the new year. Be willing to say, Lord, I want, I want what you have. And so I know that this terrifies me a little bit. It freaks me out a little bit. So I'm going to trust you. I'm going to lay aside my fears and I'm going to trust you. It's a bold move. And this is something you can do as a family. If you have kids, sit down together. Hey, this year, we're going to follow Jesus. There's this great book by a guy named Rod Loy called Immediate Obedience, if you like to read. Immediate Obedience. And it just talks about immediate obedience. <laughs> He's saying, when God tells you to do something, just say, okay, do it. We tell our kids this, don't we? When our kids were younger, we just have to say, obey the first time. We didn't do the whole counting thing. One, two, no, we just said, do it. And we wanted them to do it. And why do we tell them that? Because obedience is better. But it's also, you can trust us because if we tell you to do something, it's good for you, right? It's better. If you're staying in the street, I'm going to say, you need to get out of the street. One, two, you know, car. It's because I'm saying, get out of the street because there's danger coming, Right? And so when Jesus tells us to do something, we have to trust that he has our best interest in mind so we can lay aside those fears. We can lay aside those fears of what might happen. It's a bold choice. And we have to choose to choose bold faith daily. We have to choose bold faith daily. I have to be willing to give up my ideas for him. I have to be willing to give up my plans daily. As I said, surrender is it's total but it's also daily. So I don't know if God's been talking to some of you in this room about this. Maybe the Lord's been prodding you to do something. Maybe the Lord's been prodding you a different direction. He's been saying, hey, I would love for you to do this. And it might be kind of scary. It might be that the Lord's been prodding you and you just keep saying, hey, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I'm qualified to do that. I don't think I have the patience to do that. I don't think I have the training to do that. But if the Lord has been prodding you, I want to challenge you this morning to make a bold choice and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to step out in faith. And that might be working in a ministry. 
It might be stepping out and talking to a neighbor about Jesus. It might be choosing to give regularly, just saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to give the tithe that you talked to me about. I'm going to give that. I'm going to do that because I, what? Trust you. Maybe it's, maybe it's taking a training class. Maybe it's stepping into a new job. Maybe it's giving up something that's harmful. And you're saying, I, I, you know, I know it's bad, but it's comfortable. Whatever those things are, I'm going to challenge you today as we pray here in just a moment. Say, Lord, what would you have for me? Help me to, to be bold. Help me to be obedient. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning. And if you're able, would you stand? Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful today that we can trust that you have the best in mind for us. And Lord, I know that, that giving up control can be scary, it can be intimidating, it can be frustrating, but we always know that it's best. So Lord, as we look towards this new year, we pray you would help us to have more Jesus, less of us. More of you and less of us. Lord, help us to give up agendas. Help us to give up plans that were our own and, and really focus on what you have for us because we know that what you have for us is better. And Lord, I know that some of us are control people. Some of us like to be prepared. Some of us like to plan, but Lord, help us to trust in your ways and your plans. So Lord, if you're talking to some of us about some things this morning, would you help us to take a bold step? Lord, if you're talking to some of us about giving up control, or would you help us to relinquish that control and to focus on you.